0: probably click myself in what's going on everybody uh abj here from the abj podcast um you're like hey you know i thought you quit uh i did and there's a lot of crazy stuff happening i wish i can get into everything i don't i can't speak on everything but uh it's been a crazy turn of events i'm sure i'll get into it eventually here soon um there is a they're, they're doing the vlog stuff so i'm sure it'll make it into the vlog but uh yeah it's been fucking nuts um everyone who've been reaching out and supporting and saying kind words. Thank you. It means a lot. Um, but we're going to keep grinding here. We're going to keep at it, keep doing our thing. Uh, today is, is, is 420. And I don't know if this is the most, uh, if this is the best or worst guest for this date today, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, this is not a pro wrestling podcast, but I'm sure pro wrestling will sneak in. Um, but before we get started, I want to uh, thank you. Thank you to our sponsor. Elevation 1470 is reinventing the style by bringing traditional and nostalgic apparel to Frackville in the surrounding areas of School County, Pennsylvania. They pride themselves on hometown heritage and community. And Elevation 1470 is where the trail begins. And I would know because I walked about half of it the other day. Um, you can find them at elevation1470.com for the latest traditional and nostalgic School County apparel. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that was a long walk. And uh, except I didn't walk. Walked the trail i walked the highway and it was fucking terrifying um we're alive i didn't die i didn't get hit by a car uh links below for myself as well as my guest if you want to grab some t-shirts some merchandise make donations all that fun stuff is there do what you must or you can do the free shoot route and just hit share like and subscribe it helps out more than you know without further ado uh, i'm not even gonna try to pronounce his last name because i'll butcher it but i'm gonna bring in my boy james and this is my first international guest well half international guest half hometown hero but we'll get into that as well but uh let's have some fun here what's going on bud hey man what's going go. what is your on? how do you pronounce your last
1: name uh katranoski it's, it's yeah, quite I'm a glad. difficult one
0: yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it's like it's you punched your keyboard four times and then uh yeah that's
1: what yeah you came up um with. <laughs> yeah when i was a kid it was horrible like imagine having to spell that out like when you're like in kindergarten like it yeah it just, I have, it's just like, it goes on a diagonal. It's it's such a difficult name.
0: Yeah. Couldn't have been easier, so, but. This is this is such a, a fun conversation and a fun podcast to do because we, we've known each other for, for a little bit of time and through friends and through the, you know, the scene and everything like that. Uh, you yeah, used man. to be a dirty skook like the rest of us. I feel it's still in your heart and soul. And then I'll you do, moved. Yeah. yeah. And we haven't talked for a while and then we had a conversation and now you have an english
1: accent it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i have uh, relocated uh just a small trip over to the united kingdom you know just a skip hop and a jump across the giant ocean um yeah so um it's kind of crazy it's just a crazy thing like I, I lived in the skook for about eight years i'm originally from Shimokan, pennsylvania so still coal region, born and bred mm-hmm. through and through. Um, but yeah, so I ended up um uprooting my entire life and moving across the pond to the UK with my wife. Where and in now the UK are you? Here. Hmm. Where in the UK okay. are you? So it's called Crawley, so it's like 40 minutes south of London. So okay. it's like south south east England, I think. Okay. Um Yeah, it's time. It's just, I mean, compared to where we're from, I mean, I live in a big city. It's crazy. Like, it's it's absolutely like, it's such a culture shock. I thought I was going to move over here and it was just going to be so easy. I struggled the first two years I was here. It was, I was depressed. It was a tough move. Everything's different. The language is different. It's just all of it. The food's different. All of everything. drive on the the other side of the road.
0: Is the food awful?
1: yeah, 100%. I hate it. I hate <laughs> oh, it. But, <laughs> but, I, but I imagine that's because the United States government probably pumped me full of all type of fake flavors and, you know, yeah. riboflavin and all kind of weird shit that like, that, you know, nobody else in the world uses. But America's like, yeah, we're cool with that. Yeah, yeah. it causes it cancer. Great. But like baby cancer, nobody wants to
0: live here that long anyway. So cancer is yeah. probably the easier <laughs> yeah. way out. You
1: guys are like, man. If I could just get involved in like a school shooting or cancer, I mean that'd be great.
0: Yeah, that's probably usually like a mass shooting our or cancer is probably your two outs in America right now,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah. I heard, I mean, her school shootings are on the rise, man. It's like what people ask me, like top top question. Oh, you're from America, school shootings, and I'm yeah. like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or just what? mass shootings in general, just guns. There's guns everywhere. Yeah, yeah. People like over here, they're like so you, your police carry guns. I was like, oh yeah, they shoot people all the time, all the time. Not even over here they have like a stick they carry around with them. The only They're, thing is you know, over there
0: is like stabbings are higher, right? Like people are getting oh, poked yeah. all the time.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I'd rather yeah, get yeah. shot. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah, hundred percent get shot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stabbing is so personal. It's like, it's like getting punched in the face like it's very violent it's not it does a lot of damage like more damage than a bullet sometimes listen i've seen videos of like like these gangs up in london and like dude has like a machete and like i'm not coming i'm changing just just, like comes like (laughs) rolling through and like chops this guy in like the chest and i was like yeah yeah shit happens though. yeah it's crazy yeah the wild stuff england. you
0: know that england trip was looking cool but now i'm terrified i'm not coming <laughs> uh, <laughs> but real, qu- another thing i want to ask there before we get into this because uh, you know we're gonna go on it, it, I, I'm, these podcasts are like tarantino movies we just kind of jump all over <laughs> the place and then find our way back <laughs> to the original point um oh, okay
1: but amazing
0: yeah like in england there's transportation everywhere you can get on a train you can get an uber like they're like from what i'm gathering like you can just get in a train and be like hey i'm going to liverpool for the day and and i'll be there in three hours or i can get a train and be in paris in two
1: two and a half Uh, like i mean yeah i mean technically yeah like but i think like to go to like liverpool i think it's more maybe more than two hours but like Like three or four i I heard like a four
0: hour train ride
1: yeah, I just took I just took the Eurostar to Disney, Paris with my wife yeah. and kids. And it was like and two it, hours. And it was like a,
0: a day trip, right?
1: Yeah, it was like two hours. You were there That's in two crazy. hours and then yeah, <laughs> it's it nuts. is mentally yeah, it's crazy. Like next thing you know, like you're in Central Europe. Just yeah. Just there. It, it,
0: you can take a train and with, with like the distance that it would take me to get to Philly, you can go yeah. through four state like countries that all speak a different language.
1: Yeah, yeah, what the you end fuck up going to, <laughs> yeah, you go to like, you go like France, Germany, Belgium, yeah. Brussels. Uh, yeah, you kind of like if you, you can even take the Eurostar up to like Amsterdam and stuff. Like it's it's like three hours. Yeah, super that's easy insane. to do. That's super and also cool. like if you get if you just want to fly anywhere. So like I'm in Crawley and Gatwick Airport, London Gatwick Airport is right. It's five minutes from where mm-hmm. we live, but you can get a flight from. Gatwick to like Spain for like forty pounds.
0: That's so nuts. That's
1: that's like fifty dollars or something like that. That's nuts. You yeah, wonder why yeah. you're. So you could go, go, go to like Spain, culture, or you like, could go to like. We're just trapped Italy. here.
0: We're trapped. We're trapped in the freest country of all time.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like in America, you have the freedom to just. Like, if you want to go to a different place that seems like beachy you go to florida or you go to south carolina or you go to but you know what i mean you like you go to yeah. places in the united states you go to california if you're feeling adventurous you leave the country and go to mexico you know but you, yeah. like i don't know it's just weird i try to figure it out but i don't really understand it because it's like when you grow up there your whole life like people are like well what you know when did you get a passport and i was like i don't know probably when i was like 27 <laughs> and they're like 27 i have it i listen i have a i have a nine month old that has a passport like, yeah like you they get them right here they get them straight away right here because like, they're going places plus yeah, also like in america like you guys you, like you don't have vacation you don't have any time to go anywhere like they're mm-hmm. like so are you are gonna be at work for the rest of your life until you die vacations
0: like a weekend
1: yeah 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 so like over here i have 28 days a vacation to take, like That's straight awesome. away. Like did I sign yeah. a contract, I, I'm employed, and they're like, "Okay, you have 28 days of holiday to take. When do you want to take it?" And I'm like, "I don't know. That's a lot of days." <laughs> the first time I got a job, like when we I would I die got a job, I would on be. 28 days of holiday or vacation, well, huh?
0: We would die in America if you gave us 28 days to go to another place. We wouldn't know what to we do. We either go broke or we would die.
1: You would you you'd use it all in one big clip. You'd be like, "Fuck it, I'm done. YOLO, bam, <laughs> just blow it all out straight out the gate." Twenty-eight days. I ain't coming to work for a month. Fuck off.
0: Yeah, or, or I'm taking like, every Monday off for the next twenty-eight
1: Mondays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm taking I'm taking a Monday off for uh, until next year, guys. Sorry. Yeah, not gonna be there. On I'm not
0: working Mondays ever again.
1: Ever again. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, like it was strange. Every, like, the first every football season, hired. for every Monday during yeah, football season, yeah, right? every every Monday night football game or every Sunday, you just take off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When I when I first got it, and I was just like, they were like, okay, so just let us know when you want to take some days, and I'm like, okay. i like came <laughs> home and like looked at my wife, and I was like, I have 28 days of holiday. I don't really know what to do, and she was like, we just have to take some, and I was like, but when, for, for what? <laughs> She so was like, "I don't know. We'll plan something." I was like, "What?" Yeah. Shocking so, system.
0: So we're 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 here to promote a podcast you're doing. Um yes. you, yeah, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah.
1: It's a great it's a great day to promote 420, Twenty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, yeah. speaking podcast. Uh don't do drugs, kids. They're bad. Um I or. mean <laughs> or I mean see I would be one of those people who would get into the responsibly. argument responsibly. Weed is not I don't technically I wouldn't say that's but I California mean California sober. At, I mean yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't I don't know. I don't believe it. I just think it's I've read too much about marijuana and stuff and how it's been they, they made it this way. They 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 criminalized it and they made it so it's like ooh marijuana but I don't know I just don't I just don't take as it that as someone serious.
0: who really really likes to drink and who used to also like to drink with pain pills uh ooh. since switching to marijuana I don't drink as much and I haven't touched a pain pill in about a year or two years
1: Yeah that's a dangerous life to live taking yeah the drinking and pain pills man Yeah yeah that's a scary place to taste. be yeah, <laughs> there's a lo- there's a lot of lost memories going on somewhere there where you were like
0: yeah. it's time travel there. I feel like Marty McFly.
1: Time <laughs> so traveling, you wake <laughs> up like four days later and you're like, shit. Yeah. Where are my pants. Been there. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, I started the Addictively Speaking podcast. Mm-hmm. Just I, I I toyed around with the idea of podcasting for years because like I saw you doing it. Um, and I was like, man, well, I, how do you even like go about shmo- it? Can do it? I can and, do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I just thought like, what, how, like, I didn't even know where to start. So I just kind of like, you know, when you're like afraid to do something you're just like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. That'd be silly. Nobody will listen. It'll be a waste of my time. Like, I just, you know, I kept being negative about it. And then finally I just said, you know what? I'm just, I just want to do it. I just want to do it. I just want to talk about addiction and recovery and how, you know, I've changed my life and like you can change your life if you're having if you're struggling with these things. if You're struggling with mental health. I mean, there are ways to get help. I mean, all of it. I mean, it encompasses all of it because people that suffer from addiction usually have, you know, they suffer from depression and anxiety and some type of other traumas in their life that they've gone through. That they can't really, you know, they haven't s- found the help for it, and they just use substances to to numb and dull and to take away pain, you yeah. know, to fill a void. They f- it fills a void. In and, them. and I'm very and they,
0: very happy and proud of where I come from. I, I love my area, but also this area is is a cesspool for addiction. Yeah, because really. Like the only thing, and and this is kind of like, I'm not shitting on the area, but there's really nothing for kids to do. And the only thing for kids to do is look up to the adults. And the only thing the adults do are go to bars and drink and then go to block parties. And everything is based around drinking. We will put in 14 new bars. Before they put in one thing for a kid to do Or or a business that can have And if even if you do put in a business It's like well can you drink (laughs) You know what I mean like it is a very Big part of the culture In our area
1: yeah, and, and it's kind of like, like the only um,
0: thing kids look forward to is like, can't wait to go to a bar. Like I remember being a kid, being like, "Bro, I can't wait to go to a bar." Like that yeah, I looks can't wait sick. Till I turn
1: twenty-one, I'm gonna yeah. ruin my life the instant yeah, the day I, I turn to, twenty-one. Then, that's it.
0: And then you're like, "Wait, we can drink now. Just don't get caught." <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like that. It, it's kind of that's the that's the mind state of this area.
1: Yeah, and I think um growing up in that, you know, when I did. You know, when I did start, I did start drinking. I did start drinking young. I think I was like 13 years old. You know, when you experiment, you start drinking, you start stealing Mm -hmm. stuff from your parents and blah, 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 blah. You know, you do the whole thing. Right. And then as I got older, um, I had periods where I drank a lot and then I stopped. And then um, I had a really bad I had a tragedy. I had a best friend passed away. Tragic. Uh, I was 21 at the time. I could not handle it. I didn't know how to process it. I didn't know how to cope with it. I didn't know how to deal with it. I ended up in a deep depression, you know, and I used alcohol to cope. I used it to deal with everything. I used, it. and then it just, it just, it just spirals out of control. And then I'm not in control anymore. And I don't have my own thoughts. I don't have my, I just have to, I keep, and I'm in this endless cycle and, I, and I'm in, I'm, I'm in Shemokin and I'm in a, I'm in a region where, you know, nobody looks at what I'm doing and goes, yeah, he should probably get help or he should, he should look to, I mean, sort his life out. Like people were just happy to see you crash and burn. Cause they were basically doing the same thing. I had a party house that everybody came to. I mean, I was an absolute savage. Like I was mm-hmm. fighting people. I've, you know, I would just do crazy shit. I'd hop in a car and drive. I ran over a stop sign like two, like a block, like I around the corner from the place I lived. I drove up the street, clipped a stop sign, knock my knock my mirror off, and then parked the car and then walked drunk all the way to where I needed to go to. But I, I chose to get in that vehicle and drive, which is a crazy yeah. bit because I was like, "It's terrifying." There's not, I was in no state. I was not. I was. Like most people drink and some people like can drink and have a couple and, and be cool. That's me. You know?
0: I'm a, I'm a I'm a get to that level and then chill the rest of the
1: night. Yeah, you you know you're you know where you're at. You know that level. Yeah. I'm the guy who sees that level says, fuck that level, next level. Then when that yeah. next level comes, I'm like, next level, then the next level comes, and the next level, and then I wake up somewhere and I don't know how I got there and I wake um, up
0: the next day feeling like trash. I'm like, I'm never going to that level again. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. I wake up the next day and go, Well, that was interesting. I need a drink. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I have a really big problem with like I'm I like getting in recovery. I, I've learned a lot about myself and who I am and the things that work in my mind. And I I get very obsessive and I, I kind of I don't know how to take. I don't know how to do moderation. I don't do it with food. I don't do it with I struggle with it in everything, every aspect of my life. If I have to try to moderate something, I'm either I can either do all of it like at a crazy level or I have to do none of it. And it's That's really real podcasting
0: like, just, <laughs> all or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't need so, to yeah, sleep. <laughs>
1: but the, yeah. But the thing is, like, I get into this and then I like obsess over things that I'm doing with it. And then I'm thinking, like, oh, I need to be doing this. and I, I guess I, I told you
0: i them. like, be careful. Like
1: it is. It is. And it's part of my personality. Yeah. So it's really hard to like, I have to fight back these urges to be like fully engulfed in it. And I, I took a lot of what you said to heart as well. Like, like thought about it and was like, you know what? He's right. I need to just kind of like relax and stop like fussing over like yeah. numbers and, and all this stuff. I, that had, goes along I had about with 300
0: promoting. people send me messages and hearts and hug emojis about me quitting podcasting. There's three people watching right now. <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm not trying That's to be a dick beauty. but like ev- everybody wants everybody wants to be there when you're down but when you're when you pick yourself up i got three people chilling <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know what i'm like, saying
1: uh, yeah they're like oh yeah I, I wa- i'll watch it later i'll watch it later. yeah yeah, yeah i don't watch I a lot, of a lot of i don't things.
0: watch podcasts but have you listened to rogan you're
1: like okay cool you... thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah have you uh seen uh, the logan paul uh impulsive yeah. Yeah. you've yeah, seen yeah. it right yeah yeah. yeah all right cool thanks <laughs> no thanks man. that's the funny thing is that you get into this and you think like oh you know i'll do it i don't care if anybody listens we care you do you get yeah kinda, of course like, you're if, looking you're, at if you're things. creating
0: something you want to be heard you want you know
1: yeah and i be, think the yeah. thing is I, i've gotten tons of like really nice messages as well like with the stuff i've created and and people think like you know it's it's a wonderful thing that i'm doing and i'm trying to help and stuff like that and that was ultimately the goal is to mm-hmm. you know hopefully share my experiences share some of the things i've learned um while i've i've been in recovery and stuff like that and like just give people um hope because a lot of these people like when you're in addiction you don't have any hope i mean yeah. i felt like i i didn't i felt like i didn't mean shit to anybody you know and and you I were like I, 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 don't, I don't i don't
0: know the the forefront I, I don't want to say what you were the forefront but to me you were because you were essentially the person who was pushing the brand the most so I don't, I don't want to give all the credit to you unless you know more about it than I can, but I want to bring it up here. But uh, you started a little bit of a – you were part of a program or started – I'm not sure what what it was. But you were doing a little bit of a podcasting deal, but more or less like speaking out about it, recovery and addiction with Skook Recovers in the area as well.
1: Yeah, that was like – that's where it all kind of really started. Like I um, I got involved in the Skook Recovers because it was local community thing and um, actually – it's still a the- thing? I I can't get a I hold don't of Travis any, so I have no idea. I don't
0: hear I don't see anything about it anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean Trav would get into it and he would just go crazy and do like a whole bunch of stuff at one time and it was hard to kind of like get him focused on one thing. So he kind of like branch out and do like a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But the Skook Recovers was like the big that's what we that's what I I cuz I know Trav for a long time and you know, we kind of got sober around the same time. So he was like, do you want to come and do the Scooker recover? I started this thing, Scooker recovers. And I was like, Oh yeah, what is it? So then I kind of got involved in that. And so we did, um, a lot of stuff in the Schuylkill County area. We did, um, drug awareness day in upper dolphin. I did that twice, I think. And then we did another one at another school. And I can't remember where it was. Um, offhand but we did um we did a lot of, i did a lot of speaking engagements with them like you know just sharing you know there's nothing harder than s- sitting in a room full of 10th graders thinking they probably think we're all a bunch of junky idiots alcoholic <laughs> dickheads you know and we you know i but i did it and i loved it it was great and um he also did a lot of live streaming and um he did he built a like a studio he had this mm-hmm. um He had this crazy barn out in Higgins and he turned it into this crazy like multimedia studio. He had like five screens up and he had all the stuff. It was all it was crazy. And we did um, we did a couple podcasts there. um, But yeah, he just he just never like stuck with it. And then, you know, obviously I moved and. You know, I you know I, I don't know what happened really with the scoop recovers, but it was great at the time because they were doing a lot of stuff in the community. They were doing a lot of community cleaning projects. They were doing um, I know they did a couple uh, playground refurbishments where I mean Trav was very crafty, got all the materials and you know did the whole thing for the for um, for the, the the township or whatever it was. He would do the whole thing up for him, paint it. It was amazing. I helped him with a couple of those cleanups. Yeah, I remember you, you were you were very good with uh, carrying that
0: brand and making it being seen. I just got you know, what I mean, uh, I do remember now, Travis. I think like as as you were saying him and talking about him, I do remember seeing him on there a lot too. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. I don't know if it's like maybe just not in my algorithms anymore, or he's still doing it. I have to I have to do a little more, more research. But do I remember that being a big thing? What was uh, what was the main? F- like factor or what was the moment where you're like i need to clean up i need to figure this out i need to i need to stop my my my, my process or, or what i'm doing
1: uh yes like that that moment of uh clarity that moment where i figured it all out yeah so basically um or, or you became
0: self-aware that like this is the steps i'm gonna take
1: uh so so i've been i've been i've been living in pottsville um, on Mahantongo Street, in like a basement apartment, it was horrible. It was like living in hell. It was like a. It was exactly where you would go if you were depressed and felt like shit. It was. It, it was dark all the time. There was like one window, and all I could see was this sh- like a part of the street above. So there was like no natural. It was dark. It was crappy. Um, I I was in there and ah, uh, I basically just lived my life for like every every. Th- thursday friday night thursday friday saturday i would just go ape shit i go to trippin on thursday get fucked up r.i.p sometimes end up in a holding cell not gonna lie they took me there a couple times um yeah i got myself in all type of shit um and it was going on for a while and i just felt like i'm just throwing my life away what what am i doing i started to just kind of like I just didn't know what I was doing with myself, and I met a girl, and she had a kid. She she had a two year old, and I was like, "How you know how how would I ever be a a role model to this kid? I'm I'm a fucking drunk. I drink all the time. Mm. So it took a while. I was still drinking when I was with her for a while. Um, not as bad. I wouldn't go out and get myself in too much trouble, but I would kind of go overboard. I'd, you know, I um, I get really, really fucked up. Um, and then it was like we went out on New Year's and we went to my buddies in Maryland. And I used to go there every year on New Year's Eve and get absolutely trashed. Because you would pay like $60 and it was like all you could eat and drink all night. Horrible for me. Because I was drinking like Long Island iced teas and tiny cups and just... I was drinking on like shooters. I drank yeah. about fifteen of them. Um, so I ended up being really horribly drunk that night and throwing up all over my buddy's house, which is you know nice when you invite a friend over It's just to throw up yeah, all over shit. And just and become then the, you that know, guy, like, went, man.
0: I have to fucking babysit him every time he drinks. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And Matt and uh, my buddy Matt knew me, and he I was, He says he his quote was, "I'm the only three people to ever throw up in his vehicle." I threw up in his vehicle three times. what the the one time, uh, I'd be so pissed. That's so my biggest fear. Please don't puke in my car. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to use a push button window. I couldn't. I couldn't roll it down. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, sat there and I just kept like pounding the his thing. And he was like, "Roll the fucking window down." And I was like, <laughs> just threw up all over the side of it. And he was like, "I fucking hate you." And I was like, "Yeah, cool." So anyway, back to the story. I was absolutely horrible. They had to drag me out of the bathroom and like they basically had to babysit me. I woke up the next day and we were supposed to go do something um in Baltimore and I couldn't do anything. Couldn't move felt like shit kept throwing up. So I ended up we ended up coming home and it was a long two-hour drive of pulling over and me vomiting the whole way home. So I got home and it was, I think it was like two weeks later, it was probably about mid mid January. It was like a Wednesday night. I don't know why I remember this, but it was like a Wednesday night, and I had a whole bottle of uh, coconut rum. I just kept mixing it with pineapple juice on a Wednesday night. I was at this girl's house, and we put her put her son to bed, and I finished the whole fifth by myself. I went to sleep, Jeez. and I woke up the next day. I felt like shit. I was like. Why the fuck did I do that on a Wednesday night? Like, what am I doing? How could I ever be a father? How could I ever be, you know, responsible for another person's life? Like, I suck. So I just took, I, I just took the day and I was like, I just remember like I, I think I messaged her and I was like, oh, I'm gonna quit drinking. How do you feel about that? And she was like, Yeah, that's great. I was like, okay, I'm done. And then I remember I, I, cause I have a, I have a, you know, a thing that comes up on Facebook every year where I posted, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm giving up drinking, blah, blah, blah. And I posted it and that was it. I just stopped. I didn't go to any meetings. I didn't do anything. I just stopped in that moment, which is crazy because that doesn't usually work for a lot of people. I mean, most people have to go and do treatment and 12 step and stuff like that but i went to a 12 step before and I well, how, how
0: many people also go to those programs and those steps and it's almost like it's almost forced upon them or it's an ultimatum for them to do yeah. so where you are kind of like self-aware like no i think i'm done here
1: yeah i got to the, i think i got to the point where i was like this needs to stop now I, I i chalk it up to i i thought about my life and i thought like i'll never have anything I'll never have anything of my own that I'll, that I'll be able to love. I'll never have, I'll never be able to be somebody's husband. I'll never be able to be a father to children. I just won't, I just won't, I won't be able to do it. I won't be able to keep a job long enough to support somebody like that. I just, I won't have a life. The quality of my life was kind of what was pushing me in that direction of like, this is, this has got to stop. Like, Mm. I think I was 30, 31 or 30, 31, 31. When I said this is this has got to stop, so it took a long time to get there, but finally got to that that crossroad and said, "I'm done. I can't do this anymore." Yeah, it was fucking me.
0: crazy, man. That that was the thing too is like, or when I would like you know go out and party and drink with friends, it's like I I liked to drink, right? But I always like, all right, well, one of us has to stop here because nobody else is or we're never getting home so then it became like i didn't drink as much because i knew everybody else around me wasn't going to chill and we were all in the vehicle and drove you know what i mean and it was like so i like i can have two or three beers at a place and be fine only because i that's kind of how i taught myself how to drink because it was like like I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying it's like I know my limit if that makes sense. And it's just like yeah because it, it, and it, I just got to the point where was like I don't even like drinking with people who don't who drink excessively cuz it's like I don't want to babysit you. Like like you're an idiot right now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it it's yeah. tough.
1: It's a tough fucking thing. And um, and, and and in that in and in that region, that is what that's like what happens.
0: Yeah, Eric, Eric I mean, another that's, that's one. Uh, the... Professional wrestler, straight edge, and but had, he was a big drinker for a while, too. Um, but he, oh, really? he comes out and hangs out with us. He's completely sober, and he stopped a long time ago and hasn't touched it since.
1: That's it. It's tough. It's tough to do it on your own. It's tough to just to just stop. But, I mean, it was probably the best thing. I've, I mean, it was, it was the greatest thing I've ever done for myself. Like, I I, I I single-handedly, in that moment, changed the entire course of my life. I mean, and that's, that's period bottom line it changed mm-hmm. everything it changed everything the and opportunities you, you, you were went and got to,
0: to you went and then got into like jiu-jitsu start doing yeah, that for a while like
1: doing mma yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that was more because uh, like i was always in bar fights and shit and i was always you know i had my nose broke like three times in like two months like i had black eyes like swollen shut like i put people in the hospital i had a lot of charges against me because i was fighting people all the time yeah so i thought to myself when i got like when i started to get clean i thought if you really think you're that fucking tough go do what tough people do go go get in a gym and i remember going to a gym i went to a gym in shimokin um it was a elite performance combat club and um, I went in there and got absolutely housed by a guy that was I don't know maybe like one one hundred thirty pounds. I was about two two thirty at the time, two hundred thirty pounds, and he absolutely beat the snot out of me. We were boxing; he just beat the shit out of me. We did some jujitsu. jitsu. I mean, I um, yeah, he just did whatever he wanted. I was in uh, triangle chokes. I was in Kimuras, Americanas. He was just doing all type of naughty shit to me. And I was (laughs) like, how the fuck can I? I was like picking him up and trying to toss him off of me. And he would just end up. He'd end up on my back and be like rear naked choking me. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. And then after that, I thought. I need to do this. This is fucking amazing. And I don't know why, because I just I was just getting beat up like constantly getting beat up. You just go in the gym, you know, the guy so who you're asking um, for two hours and leave. Yeah. Like the guy who was, um, whose gym it was, his name is Chris, Chris Pfeiffer. He was, uh, he, he looked like a fucking grizzly bear, man. He was, he was like 350 pounds. isn't he a boxer? Like, he was a boxer, right? Uh don't know if he was a boxer. He did do some boxing and stuff, but uh, he was like a giant grizzly bear. And he just literally would take you and just, oh, he would sh- I hear things in my body popping that I didn't, they probably shouldn't have popped. He just house me up every single day until, until you start learning and then you start getting better and you start learning positions and you know how to get out of things and stuff like that. So yeah, it was great. Um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed um, jujitsu. I did it for a long time. I did it for a long time in my recovery and it was probably a huge focal point because it kind of kept me, you know centered it kept me out of trouble it kept me focused on things and like you don't want to go out and get into fights if you know you can fight or if you know you can handle yourself or if you've been in a situation like in a gym where you're boxing with people and you're getting i'm getting smacked in the face and you know throwing hands with other guys that are you know quite good with their hands you know so i, I don't want to go out and get in any trouble i don't want to cause any trouble mm-hmm. i just want to just want to do my thing and just be left alone and it's very humbling, too, to be feel like you're a really big guy and then get tossed around by a guy who's like half your size, you know, it kind of brings you down a peg where you're just like, all right, well, I think I thought it would go, <laughs> you know, walk in there like Billy Badass. And then you walk out and I'm like, my fucking shoulder hurts. Yeah. And I'm like, oh I ain't sure. yeah, so then I, I just kept going back. I kept going back for, for a long time. Do you still
0: Do you still train? over in the uk uh, it's just
1: i mean i'd love to oh god i'd love to i mean but it's just with work and kids it's just just trying to figure out the time to do any of that is yeah. impossible and most of the time the classes are in the evenings and it's just really hard because you know i have to get up for work i've get I, I work super early early in the morning i'm up at like 2 30 in the morning to go to work but yeah. yeah, so it's just I don't know. I wish it I wish it could be possible because I'd love to get back into it. But I have my gi and I have all my stuff here. I have my boxing gloves. Just become stuff. a pro wrestler. Uh, huh? Just be a pro wrestler. Oh man. Back in the day, I <laughs> thought that was what that's what I wanted to do. Cause we used to um we used to we used to backyard wrestle. Cause that's I mean, it's exactly what you, you should be doing. And I yeah, grew yeah. up in the attitude era, so I instantly you know, that that stuff, those moments where, like, this is it. Like this hat right here that this says the crew, this is a crew hat. This was created this was like Death Row Records meets the NWO. This is like my fusion of like the things I love, like hip hop music and you know WWE factions, you know, like DX and stuff like that. I, that me and my best That's friend all res- wrestling's great.
0: back to that. It's nothing but factions now everywhere in every company. Yeah. Like factions are a thing again. But-
1: Yeah, but they're not as cool as they were back then. I mean, there's some cool factions right now. Like
0: the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club is pretty cool. I mean, they're not as cool as they once were, but like they're kind of like the elite now. Judgment Day is kind of cool. The Bloodline is cool.
1: Yeah, Bloodline is cool. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But it is is one of those things. I mean, how do you not look at Rhea
0: Ripley and be like anything she's a part of, I think is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) She's like a hot Australian goth chick sign me up yeah
1: yeah (laughs) she looks like she she would like she'd kill you she'd she'd kill you you. she'd hurt you yeah yeah she'd hurt you i think i'd be all right with
0: it i'd be all right with it
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean yes it's just you know one of those things like i i used to love it i used to love i love wrestling i love backyard i love backyard wrestling i'll get you
0: back into it I'm telling you, we're gonna. I'm gonna slowly <laughs> sneak up. You're gonna be watching it on Wednesdays again. And
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I, you know what the problem is? It's always on so late here. I I have a bunch of AEW on records, record and stuff like that. Yeah. I record um the Dynamite and stuff because that's what's that's what's usually on over here, or it's at least on what I had like on my on my Sky. I can get it mm-hmm. because uh. for some reason WWE uh. every couple of years they switch to a different provider. Mm-hmm. So they're on B, they're on BT, which is a, a service provider over here, but they were on Sky before, and I used to watch that all the time. But I can't, can't get yeah. it now. So I got. Thank a- you, w- Hangover.
0: Appreciate you. Some people in the chat. Um, another yeah, quick. Man. I have a question here. Uh, going through your recovery process, when you decided yeah. you weren't going to drink anymore. Now I'm trying to put it in perspective for people maybe who don't live in this area, but that that's essentially like saying if I don't want to drink anymore, like. That cuts out ninety five percent of your social Every, life.
1: All the things you of, do because there's
0: nothing to else to do. Your yeah. fr- like if you want to go hang out with your friends, they're going to a bar. If you Drink go to a restaurant, it's nine times that it's a restaurant with a bar in it. Like
1: yeah.
0: everything, there's yeah alcohol involved.
1: Yeah, everything.
0: All so of how it. do you did you lose friendships? Did friend were friendships hard to maintain? Like how was that um, process? Like drinking is hard enough being social especially when you're in a depressive state and your depressive state's then crutched by the drinking but then maybe the only thing that makes you happy is being with people you care about like how do you juggle all that
1: so so basically like getting sober is it, it it's great because you like you you find yourself again like who you were before and yeah i just i kind of just was like on, i think i was on a high for like the first couple years of being like sober i i kind of was just like just thrilled that i had you know achieved these goals and i've i've got i got clean um it was tough though because i wanted like uh, because obviously i had to tell my friends um and i was just like you know i messaged all of them individually and i was like hey listen man um i'm 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 gonna quit drinking and they were all like super supportive and i was like Okay, cool, great. Wonderful. Which is cool
0: because back in the day, be like, stop being a pussy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other but words you know would have what? been used, but we don't, too, we don't use think, those words anymore. <laughs> I,
1: I think the thing is, um, when I lived in Shimogan, I think it was more toxic of a more toxic environment. I was involved in a lot of things that weren't great for me. Mm-hmm. And I think the people that I associated myself with, also, that I aligned myself with, we're doing the same things in such a drastically negative manner that if I would have stayed there, I think I would have probably struggled and probably wouldn't have been able to to do as well as I did. But I think when I moved out of there and I moved up to um, Pottsville, I had friends up there, um, but I made like new friends and new like social circle. So I wasn't, as deeply immersed in this negative drinking but i was still struggling with my own shit so it wasn't like everybody that was surrounding me was just pouring it down and just getting shitty all the time like it was i was the one getting shitty most of the time mm-hmm. and maybe like one other person but then when i said to like you know my close friends you know i'm i'm done and they were like you sh-, they were like oh okay
0: Probably like, awesome. uh, they, were, <laughs>
1: they, they were like, they were they really supportive. They were really supportive. They were, were they were supportive. And they were like, yeah, because I told them all like I was like, listen, I was like, I know you guys don't think that I have a problem, but I do like and you have to just respect the fact that I'm telling you that I have a problem. And like, if you respect me as a person and you respect me as a friend, then this shouldn't be an issue because this is my choice. And then you guys should just support me, you know, mm-hmm. if you're my friends. And luckily enough. They were my friends and yeah. they said, you know what, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. And they've always been supportive of me. They've always been, that's awesome. they've always had my back hundred percent. You know, they tell me that they're, you know, proud of me all the time for the stuff that I'm doing with the podcast. And, you know, it's, it's just, I'm lucky that I have, I had a good core group of people, you know, that telling them, showing them that my, my vulnerability and saying, you know, I've realized I have something wrong with me, you know? Yeah. Please respect that as my friend, you know? Because they could have just been like, nah, fuck that, drink. But they didn't, which is great yeah. because it made life easier on me because it would have been tough. It is tough, though, because everything is revolved around drinking. So mm-hmm. I had a friend who DJ'd at and Billy's all the time. So if I wanted to hang out, I would have to go to trip and Billy's and hang out. So I'd find myself in a bar sober. And I did it for a long time. Like I would go there and I think a out, few times whatever. we
0: hung out in bars. If I'm not Yeah, mistaken. I think
1: I think I think we hung out in um strikers a couple times because yeah. of bands that were playing there mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, it's um it's you know, it's just one of those things that I just I felt like at the time I was strong enough to be able to do it. I think I struggle more now to go to places that are like where people are getting really drunk and stuff like that i find it difficult like socially it, it, drinking. It, it, yeah bothers me it's just i don't like to be in those situations like i don't like to be in situations like that because oh, there's always this guy and he's always going to be tough and he's going to be bouncing around and bump into somebody and be like what the fuck's your problem i don't want to be involved that. in that situation i you don't want to be you know far what, away from that
0: that's not really the drinking scene anymore in school county like there's really I mean, maybe one or two places you go, and you're like, "Oh, this is gonna turn into this." But like, <laughs> everywhere I go, it's just it's vibes. It's just like chilling. You know what I mean? And you don't even have to be drinking to chill. I don't know. It's 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 dope. Like tonight, we're going to um, uh, the Bud Washes and Tony Deppen's Brewery uh, in Knoxville, oh, yeah. and and it's we're having 4:20 wrestling trivia. So every piece <laughs> of wrestling trivia is based on like weed wrestlers, like like <laughs> like some. way well, he's gonna be in there a lot the godfather yeah <laughs> he has his own strain um i may have, <laughs> I, I, may have I may have smoked weed with the godfather one time um
1: no that's great. yeah,
0: yeah that November. is great uh he, <laughs> not like a full session because i didn't want to die but you know <laughs> took a whack and Just a little walk give a little hey see you later um but yeah <laughs> now if speaking going back to the podcast here Uh, if someone were has never listened or if what 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 do they expect when they tune into your podcast what what what, what's what's the overall like because i know you do solo stuff where you just kind of like kind of talk and get thoughts out of your head which is amazing i fucking suck at that like i just started doing a vlog and i'm trying to do that and it's so uncomfortable it's not easy to do and i'm i i dude i find i'm literally sitting on an episode right now that I'm starting yeah. to edit and I'm like, I don't want to release this cause I hate it. Cause I'm like, I, I I, don't, I'm so uncomfortable telling my personal stuff. Like I made that post the other day and I fucking hated it. Like I'm, I, it's my biggest barrier. I have to get over with myself.
1: Uh, I mean, basically this like the solo stuff is just kind of like me talking about topics in recovery or in addiction or, I mean, anything that I really feel like I have a true, like some understanding of. And, um, you know, maybe things that I, I feel like I could share with people who might, you know, they might just benefit from from hearing somebody else who's gone through it, say mm-hmm. it out loud, you know, because like with Alcoholics Anonymous and NA, it's, it's all anonymous and you have to go to these meetings and you have to, you know, sit in these rooms and, you know, follow these 12 steps or whatever the case is. Um, I just think recovery isn't, it isn't the same for everybody. It doesn't, it's not a one size fits all. Everybody kind of gets clean their own way and they do things their own way. And I just think, you know, sometimes like maybe things that I've gone through or things I've experienced might resonate with people and that might, you know, just help them to hear somebody else had gone through it or somebody else had, you know, they've come out the other side of it, you know, to see what it's like on the other side that you can build a life that you can, you know, break these barriers and break these stigmas you can set these goals you can achieve these things so that's that's more like the solo stuff that i'm going to do um yeah i'm just trying to like figure out like what else i want to tie into it i did have some guests on and i just think like as far as sobriety goes like hearing people tell their stories because it gives people a voice and it lets Mm -hmm. them express you know maybe things that they just want to just just say you know and i just think it's good for them in their recovery and if they're willing to share you know that their story might resonate with somebody you know so it's just kind of Absolutely. things like that so i'm looking into doing you know a couple more interviews with people and trying to get people to share their stories it's tough because people don't like to you know it's tough to expose yourself and to say some things yeah. you know it's it's things like um you know think you know saying that you you thought when about killed yourself and stuff it's, yeah. Interviews everyday people, man.
0: That's essentially what was like living in this area. I felt like, and I and I I didn't. When I say this, I don't want it to come off as a negative, but I was like, man, I live in a gold mine. Of. People stories and storytelling like you go to a bar and you meet somebody and they're fucking yeah. they've been through stuff they're hurting like they're trying to get over stuff and they have incredible stories but they don't think they matter to anybody they don't think their story right. is impactful and i would sit in a bar with these people like you know how fucking powerful your story is and they're like no and i'm like your story is is insane like yeah and if you had someone like where i feel like that's what kind of where i'm good at color commentary with with like with podcasting or with wrestling yeah. is i can hear your story and maybe paint a picture to it and and add something to it to make somebody else realize like holy shit i didn't realize it was that deep and then the guest is like i didn't even know it was that deep do you know what i mean like and i, yeah. and I was doing interviews with everyday people and then i was just like i didn't want i felt like i was cashing in on tragedy and i didn't like that either so i i definitely know where you're coming from where it's hard to get people to talk and that's kind of where like this podcast is still open for that like i know i do a ton of wrestling interviews but this is i didn't make this the abj wrestling podcast it's the abj podcast i'm just here I, this is like essentially i want this to be as if i was writing a journal and every chapter was a different like chapter 48 is you you know what I mean like this this is this is your story and and it could be anything I just I'm very Mm -hmm. fortunate enough that I have a lot of people in the wrestling business who gravitated to this and listen to it and like it and that's a good way for them to meet new wrestlers but also like I like to sneak these in and people to be like yo I want to go check out his podcast and what he's doing yeah I mean I think it's a cool
1: thing to do and I think you know with us doing this right now, I mean, it gives people, it gives me exposure on, on, on your people and, and you exposure on my people. And it's like, you know, you, 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 these stories do resonate and you can, and I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say cashing in on tragedy, but it's like, I, I more look at the uplifting bits of, of what yeah. I've done. Cause it is, it is, I mean, there is a lot of tragedy and there's a lot of shit that happened, a lot of bad things. And I feel, you know, my life now is, is more about, putting more good out because I feel like I did a lot of bad. Like my, I feel like I, I, for some reason, I feel like karma. Like I believe in karma for some reason that I feel like if I do more good because I did a lot of bad before, that if I do enough good now that I'll balance it all out somewhere and that I'll kind of like end on an even keel, like I'll, I'll make mm-hmm. it to the middle somewhere where I can just do enough good, help enough people. And, you know, my struggle can be somebody's – chance to to save it's like uh do you ever watch the show my name is earl i've seen bits of it yeah you should watch it dude
0: i because i'm kind of in the same boat where i'm trying to like give back a little like you know what I mean? and i i don't think i've done anything super bad but i just also want to put out more positivity but essentially my name is earl is this guy who is a drunk and alcoholic and druggie and he just was the worst human being ever so he literally made a yeah. list of every person he's ever done wrong to. Oh, the you whole ever premise wronged, of the show is to, him. Yeah. He's going back and trying to do something good for that person to get it off the list. But some of the people absolutely Don't fucking hate him because yeah. how bad he was to them. So he's trying to prove to them that he's like, he, he's it's a, it, it was a comedy show, but it was really fucking good. Just <laughs> check it out. I
1: mean, I think that's one of the 12 steps, isn't it? To like, go back and make amends. Like you have to go back yeah. and, you know, make amends to people that you may have hurt in the past i mean you know i don't i don't do the 12 step thing but i know that's probably you know it's quite yeah. cathartic too to kind of go back and and try to repair or at least you know fix some of the damage that you've done previously Yeah, you know.
0: Well, we are coming up to the close to the end here, and if anyone in the chat uh, has any questions or anything they want to put out, please do so before this is over. Uh, I just have one more little bit I want to talk about, not podcast related. Is is the trip, the journey, the move? How did this come about? How did you end up from Schuylkill County, Pottsville, Pennsylvania, to you know, fifteen minutes outside of London?
1: Um. So, uh, basically, we were living. we did. Um, my wife and I got married. We did the visa. She moved to the United States. We lived in Schuylkill Haven for a year. So she and a was half. from
0: the UK and then came to Pottsville Yeah, came to yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I met her. I met her. So our story is kind of, it's insane to think about how I met her. So I met her. I was working at Strikers as a bouncer. All right. On like the weekends usually on the weekends because i was working as i was r- working roofing as my day job so i'd go and <laughs> work roofing and then i'd go bounce at, at strikers and they'd be like yeah he's not wrong making amends is one of the scariest bits of getting sober it is like you're going to apologize to people that you did Puking really their car dirty portals. shit to. yeah huh? <laughs> from
0: puking in their car four times <laughs> yeah yeah well i don't think i've
1: ever made amends for that i've just gotten sober and been like i'm just not gonna mention it again yeah i'm just you never should, like, I'm never
0: just send them a gift card for like a detailing job once a year you know what i mean <laughs> like it's this one's on uh, me yeah or just like
1: we just like get in this car and just instantly vomit and be like <laughs> keeping the trend alive i'm sober and i did it i'm sober and i did it bitch <laughs> i
0: realized like, this whole go. time it wasn't a drinking problem
1: I'd, i get easy. <laughs> Yeah, i got car sick oh, Yeah. <laughs> 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 i'm I, so i met my wife working at strikers they told me they were like oh in the summer we get these people they're the internationals and i was like the what they're like the internationals and i was like I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking that's about. It's a school thing I and, say. International. All of a sudden, yeah. That's so... <laughs> because you just know... They have no idea how to put it all together. They're just like, they're yeah. people from everywhere. And, um, it's, and honestly, it's like... School-
0: our area just like... In the past 15, 20 years have just been more like... We'll just say more cultures have entered our area. But like, it was <laughs> hilarious. Like, as someone who... Like I grew up in the hip hop community, and like I like I I try to culture myself, but like I made friends with everybody. But just watching people in the area, be like, "There's people of color here now." Like it was like you're saying the internationals. Like (laughs) like hearing some of the things other people said, it's
1: crazy. School County has come a long way. It blows your mind. So this big yellow school bus rolls up, right, and all these people get out, and I was like, "What in the fuck is this?" So all these people, all these. All these girls and boys, they all come over and passports and everything. They're from all over, everywhere. I'm talking Australia, Jamaica, Germany, Denmark, Norway, all over. They're from everywhere. England, they're from everywhere. So I ended up bouncing there and nobody would talk to me because I was, I looked miserable. I'd been roofing all day and I looked miserable and I had a mohawk and I was just, I looked angry. And there was a group of people from England. It was uh, was a well. It was a guy from England, a South African, and then the two girls. And they were the only people that really talked to me for like the first three or four times that they came. They worked. They did this thing that's called Camp America. Apparently, it's like a thing over here where people sign up and they go to camp and they do summer camps. So some of them are like summer camps for kids. Some of them are like summer camps for adults with special needs. My wife was involved with the adults with special needs. And it's, it was right outside of Pine Grove. The camp was in the woods. Nobody knew about it. Never knew it existed. Probably been yeah. there for like 50 years. Right. It was called Eagle Springs. So she was one of the only people to talk to me. And then we kind of hit it off and we started like talking. And she was teaching me like, like English slang, like things that that people would say over here. And so, I love
0: English slang. It's my fucking favorite. <laughs>
1: I we went to
0: Vegas real quick. Sorry, sorry, Tarantino. Quick, and it was it was me and Heidi in a bar in the yeah. MGM Grand, and we're yeah. with like six dudes—just me, Heidi, and yeah. six dudes—and they all look like fucking Captain America. They're all of the, like the most handsome. Du- like I thought for a second I was losing my wife. Like she yeah. was, sm- yeah. and they all had English accents. I was yeah. dude. It was like fucking drinking with six James Bonds. I, I had oh. no shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, and they're all navy, like Navy or something. Like their version okay. of the Navy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they're like, mate, like what if, what a birds at? And I was like, what the birds? Oh. And uh, they, they were talking about girls. <laughs> the girls, <laughs> I girls meant, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they meant actual birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Your birds, Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> is a lot of strange also, ones.
0: Also, there's a, there's a four letter C word that me and my life absolutely love, but it's so ex- like not accepted here, but over there in like Australia, it is it's literally,
1: like, it's like, it's like saying hello. Yeah, I, love I heard. It. <laughs> I heard my mother in law say it for the first time. I was like, "Oh!" She was like, "What?" I was like, "She said the c word." She's like, "Yeah." Singling. Who cares? And I was like, I drop it all the time. I'm like, yeah. "Yep." Boom! C bomb. C bomb. C bomb. Love it. What?
0: Such a great word.
1: Yeah. See. Oh man. It's they're way not really uptight about cursing. Than the
0: yeah, they're not really uptight with cursing in the UK. Like in America, if yeah, you because- curse, you're like you're diminished as a person. It's weird. Like
1: I don't know. See, but the thing is, though, like they have curse words that like you don't even understand that don't make sense to you. Like bloody hell. Yeah. Like that's that's a, that's ooh, don't say bloody hell.
0: Really? That's like harsh. Yes. They say yes. bloody hell on TV. Stewie says it every week on Family Guy.
1: Yeah. But over here, it's like a, it's like a swear. Like, because I said, I think I, I my wife might have said it in front of our son. She was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And I'm like, not that bad. Yeah. I'm dropping f just bombs said, like every four you just words. Said
0: cunt three minutes ago. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like, I'm getting c bombs all over the house. What are we talking about? But yeah, it is it's weird like that. Um, there's another one that's like this is this is a good one. So like you know how we say dick, right? You call somebody mm-hmm. a dick. Bell end.
0: Oh, so I was I thought you were gonna say knob.
1: No, bell end. Okay, the end of a bell. A penis looks like the end of a bell the tip of that dickhead call somebody a bell end
0: i'm gonna do that tonight
1: yeah use it drop it people just stare at you and be like "Mm."
0: yeah wank is funny wanks a good Uh, word i think wank should become the yeah i think just wanking or wank or the anything with wank any verbiage of wank is just fucking amazing
1: yeah fucking wankers
0: yeah it's way better than like saying you're gonna jerk off i think i think wank is better than wank yeah. yeah i i started watching this show like four or five years ago and it was called the misfits it was on hulu and the okay. premise of the misfits was these kids were in like a saturday detention and yeah for like but it was like almost like detention but also like community service type deal and it was it took place in the uk and during their time there like this eclipse happened and it gave them all superpowers but it was like they were like normal kids who got superpowers but like they were in the UK, so they use all that terminology. And it was a fucking amazing show. I loved it. It was so cool. Look, it's it's probably done and gone. The one guy from the show ended up going to him. he did he was in Umbrella Academy. Um oh, okay. I don't know if he's like a really big actor over in the UK, but he's really, really fucking talented. Um, but yeah, that was another one I learned a lot of UK slang was that yeah, TV show. UK
1: slang is, it's on a different level, man. It's on yeah. a different level. Different. What was there's, what there's was another words. one over
0: there that would, like caught you off guard when you heard it? but now it's like second nature to you yeah do you ever hit him with a yo bot while you're over there
1: nah nah, <laughs> nah they want you to just stare at me yeah i ain't like, doing it <laughs> 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 yeah I ain't bot what are you doing bot yeah yeah hit him with the one two tree yeah <laughs> did you say tree yeah tree you know the number yeah. tree yeah four six two the like, fuck 4, 6, to fuck. <laughs> they wouldn't even understand that they'd be like nah, what they... is what does the fuck mean <laughs> it's, it's a special it's a special yeah. thing guys <laughs> yeah it, i mean there's it's just the language is just different it's crazy yeah. i love it, it. Crazy. i love that
0: for you um so it, 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 uh, i don't know what's going on with this trip um but uh, I hope I hopefully things work out, or hopefully we can cross paths and hang out again in person sometime soon. But I want to thank you so much for your time. Real quick, again, where can everyone find you and find the podcast besides the uh, so link the tree po- below?
1: Yeah, the link tree is there. I'm um, I'm I'm on um I'm on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, all all of YouTube everywhere. I said YouTube. I don't know everywhere. I'm yeah. on all the all social media platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music um google i gotta i gotta I
0: gotta. we gotta adjust some stuff on your link tree i was looking at it Uh, go look at mine and look at the way my podcast thing is set up and then i'll teach you how to do it all right yeah i was was like oh i can teach him something here but uh thank you again james i love you to death man keep doing what you're doing keep grinding uh, Thank you, man. You're doing awesome, Appreciate man. You're you're getting some awesome numbers. You're killing me. You're dominating me when it comes to views. No, <laughs> come on, man. You put <laughs> out
1: tons of content. I haven't even put too that much. much content out yet.
0: Because I'm a psychopath. I'm I, <laughs> I have an addiction problem where I put everything into one thing. Uh, I don't know if it's yeah. an ADHD problem or something. It probably is. Um, like where obsessive I just compulsive, kinda, where you have to. I like, block do it. out the rest of the world. and I'm, This is the only thing that's important right now. And then everyone in the <laughs> outside world's like, "Can I be important too?" And I'm like, "I'll figure it out." <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Heidi's like yeah. can we do something together And you're like mm, can we Yeah she's
0: to me now or... She's like I have to like literally do something Right as we speak But uh, <laughs> I have to eat and then go do something with her And then go to that trivia thing So it's nice. it's crazy this is the way my brain operates But everyone thank you so much for sticking with me Sorry uh, you know with everything going on With the being done with it And not being done with it I'm sure more will come out in a couple weeks Of what what transpired and hopefully things in the future All I will say is if what I think is going to happen is going to happen, um, I will be getting a cool monetization version of making some money while doing this, but also using my platform to help people that I really, really want to help out in the wrestling business. And if this works out, it's literally a dream come true. So I hope things work the way they are. I don't want to put anything out there yet because if, I don't know where it stands and I don't want to put things out there and ruin it. <laughs> so nah, uh, just Listen, thank you just guys positive, so much. for bro. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying, but just thank you guys so much for hanging Stop out that. and showing that support. I love you guys to death, James. Thank you again. We will be back on Monday. I have Mr. Sam coming back that I canceled on last week due to uh the day, literally the day my car broke down. I was like, man, I can't podcast. And he's like, come on, please. And I was like, bro, I'm a mental wreck right now. Uh, my eyes are puffy. I, <laughs> I had a good cry. <laughs> um, uh, I can't podcast today. So I'm going to reschedule. We're going to do it Monday. So Mr. Sam will be back for episode 49 Monday. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to hit you three next week. Tuesday will be Kit Raff for episode 50. And then um, we will have Cosmic on 51 for Thursday. So, guys, thank you so much for sticking with me, the ABJ Podcast. Links below for myself as well as my guests. If you go get any merchandise or T-shirts or anything like that, take a picture of that shirt, send it to me, so I can thank you in person on social media. And then people can see how cool you look in, like, a Gears Ice tea hoodie. Um, <laughs> stickers are on the way, by the way, too, so they're on their way. But we'll see you guys next time, ABJ Podcast. We're out of here.